0: I want to welcome everyone to SALTCAST. My name is Bob Turner, and I am the director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training, otherwise known as SALT. And today I'm very blessed and privileged to have two gentlemen that are are with the congregation in Martin, Tennessee. And who we have with us is Johnny Vincent and Danny Cash. And both of them serve as elders uh, with the congregation there in Martin. And so I wanna welcome both of you to the program and and just thank you for taking time to visit with us today about the circumstances that congregation there is facing and just how we can help others who are dealing with the same thing. So thank you both for being with me today. So I wanna start by just helping people get a a little bit of information about the congregation. If you would uh, take some time to tell us about uh, the congregation, the demographics of the congregation, and, uh, and tell a little bit about how this pandemic has affected the congregation and kind of the journey that the congregation's been through over the past year.
1: Well, our congregation has about a membership of 450. Uh, pre-pandemic, we probably had uh, average around mid-300s, 350 to 375 in attendance on Sunday morning. Uh, post-pandemic, that has been cut. Probably in half. Mm. Some of that is due to uh, folks that don't feel like they can come even at social distancing. And I'm sure we'll talk about some of those things that we've tried to do to help alleviate uh, some of the crowding issues with our numbers. But what we did at first, of course, is like a lot of congregations, we went to online services and we felt like we worked our way back to get to a point where we could. uh, Meet in person again. And we were blessed. We have two buildings what we're able to use the auditorium and the activities building, which in essence is a youth building. A building that was actually used as a worship center while we were renovating our existing auditorium uh, a few years ago. So it's set up fairly well for worship. And uh, we've been able to alternate between those two and split those numbers through. Our connect teams, we have six connect teams and uh, we have leadership in each one of those that that are able to communicate as to which team goes where and then we rotate those uh, Sunday by Sunday.
0: So you mentioned using some online stuff and I think a lot of congregations did move to dealing with more of an online presence, whether it was Facebook Live or YouTube. Uh, Share with, with everyone, what approach you took there with the congregation, and how has that been received? I know that a lot of congregations have expressed some of the challenges of people getting comfortable with doing online from home and and not seeing the value of of being together and and our time together to encourage one another and, and at the same time to worship God together. So tell me a little bit about how you've approached the online, and how has that affected the congregation overall?
2: Well, we started out, uh, I guess, uh, really in the late summer and fall, and we we were probably uh, online for about three months, two and a half to three months. And uh, as you can tell, uh, it has cut our numbers down, and we have set some goals for 21 when the pandemic is possibly over uh that we'll be contacting these people visiting some and trying to get our numbers back uh i think people have got a little comfortable uh with online but uh, mainly i'd say it's our older members that are staying home and and staying away and and watching online but online has been a good thing for us we have updated a lot of things and it has really been good for us the biggest problem i think we have with the pandemic and online is we don't see people like we used to the pandemic has taken us out of our comfort zone where we have no handshaking no hugging uh, no fellowship and that's uh, that's been a uh, disadvantage for us you know because that's that's what we do that's what we beg people to do you know ever since we've been in in, in church and now we're begging people not to you know yeah. so <laughs> it really really makes a difference you know you have to change your whole philosophy and what the bible teaches about fellowship so but uh, the online thing has affected us some but It may have affected us some in a good way, too, because the older members don't have to come and and join in and they can watch online. So it, it works out pretty good.
0: I know that the congregation there, like all congregations, have individuals within the congregation or they have family members who have been impacted by the virus. Either they've been infected themselves or their family has. And, and I don't know about the congregation there. I know here and some other places that I've visited, they've even experienced loss of life among some family members and members of the congregation. Uh, how has that happened there? And, and what have the elders done to help those who are affected by the by the pandemic, They're, whether they have the virus or someone in their family has it? So what steps have you guys taken to help them during this time?
1: Thankfully, we have had no loss of life, at least in the immediate family. We've had some members that had extended family members mm-hmm. that have passed. But as far as our local congregation, we've basically had, oh, I would say maybe 10% possibly that had been uh, affected directly. And what we've tried to do as far as communicating that, and I mentioned earlier, was our connect teams each one of those teams has probably uh, 40 to 45 members, maybe as few as 25 to 30 family units. But we'll have at least three leaders in each one of those teams. So that leader is only responsible for 10 or 12 uh, family units. So we have asked those members to continually stay in contact with the membership so that we can communicate back and forth from the eldership to the membership their needs, or what their situation might be, and certainly to make that available to the membership where we can continue to have uh, prayers on behalf of those that are affected, either through the pandemic or, or other sources of illness as well. Right. Because our communication had really been affected, not being together. And you would think it'd be as simple as a phone call, and, and it probably should be, but that's not always as effective as it is someone uh, being in person, you know, so this this gives it a little bit better uh, feel as far as getting with people and actually trying to identify those issues.
0: So let's explore that a little bit. Let's, I'm really intrigued by the connect teams, and I want to talk about the communication aspect of how the updates have been communicated during the pandemic. Uh, obviously, every state is different and they all have different phases that they've uh, required especially religious organizations, to uh, put in place, uh, whether it be the social distancing or wearing of masks uh, or just limiting the number of people at a time in, in one facility. And, and you mentioned earlier about having the two facilities, which is great. And so tell me a little bit more about the structure of those Connect teams for people who may not know what that's like. I know you said you have three leaders in each Connect team but how are they structured and what means are they using to communicate the updates uh, to everyone to make sure everyone is aware of exactly what's going on?
2: We have uh, six connect teams with three leaders in each team, which is 18 men. Some are deacons, some are not, some are young, some are a little older. Uh, But we have picked 18 of the finest members that we've And I can personally tell you, there's an elder in charge of each connect team, but I can personally tell you that some of those members, some of those leaders contact that, their 10 or 12 families on a regular basis, weekly, uh, bi-monthly, or something. And if someone has been sick, been in the hospital, been had surgery, lost a loved one, those leaders and their, their group go and see about that member, taking food to that member, uh, comfort that member had, he lost, had they lost someone. But uh, I, I have to say, and I can't say enough about the 18 leaders, team leaders. Now they only have, like Danny said, about 12, 10 or 12 families to, to see after. But it works really well. They see after them, and they—if anybody's got a problem, then we know it pretty quick. And uh, this past week, we just—we run a little survey about the Connect teams, and it worked out really, really well. All of them participated. All of them reported back, and it, it just worked out really, really well.
0: Well, that's good. So the communication then about what's going on, the updates, how you're meeting. Uh, I know that I've seen on Facebook that Corey does a lot with talking about the upcoming sermons and, and doing the Bible studies online mm-hmm. and that there's uh, a lot that he does through Facebook. Are there other means besides Facebook that, I mean, outside of making phone calls that they're using to connect with everyone, uh, to keep them updated, or is it primarily just through like Facebook and through phone calls.
1: We have done a traditional bulletin for years and we continue to do that. Our office mails that out once a week with updates, but we also do an online update bi-weekly. That goes out online and it goes out by text. If a person has given their text information to the office and wants that, uh, that comes to their phone uh, bi-weekly. So if a situation arises where we have an illness, or someone maybe had a death in the family or anything like that's pertinent that is turned into the office and then that's communicated
2: to the congregation. We have seven elders, four preachers, and we have anywhere from 25 to 50 or more texts a day in communication. (laughs) And now that's not every day, but I'd say it's four out of five. It's pretty close. I mean, we we communicate a lot, but it's mostly by text, some by phone. So, uh, but we we communicate a lot that way.
0: I've often wondered where we would be without texting. (laughs) It it has just opened the door in so many ways to keep people informed. And and, and a lot of congregations are using a number of different apps to text information and and stuff. So, uh, but I want to take just a moment again to thank you both. I appreciate you taking time to To visit with us and to share some information. We're going to continue our discussion in our next session as we look uh, more at uh, some relationships in regards to the elders and uh, your relationship to the congregation and some things about your plans for 2021. You've mentioned that earlier. So I just want to thank you both for being with me today. And uh, I want to thank all of our listeners who are uh, tuning in and actively involved in listening to these SALT casts each week. And please tune in to our next session. We're going to explore a little bit more deeply and look at some things that I think will be beneficial and will build upon what we've talked about today. But thank you again. Thank both of you for your time and uh, for the work that you do with the congregation there at Martin.
1: Thank Thank you.
0: And again, we want to thank all of you for listening and we look forward to seeing you next time. God bless.